the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com on the app as well, which you can download from our site. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Kind of cloudy day with some sun coming through at times. Very windy. Increasingly so. May still get a shower before the afternoon's done or a thunder shower. 54 the high. A lot chillier than we've had lately. Clear night, low 34. Tomorrow's sunny in the morning. Some clouds and wind in the afternoon. A lot like today and a high of 53. We are supposed to get back into the 60s for the weekend. Phillies lost last night 10-7 to San Francisco. They were ahead 6-4. The Giants scored six times in the eighth inning. Connor Brogdon gave up those six runs. After the game, Phillies manager Joe Girardi asked about uh, the changeup, the pitch that did Connor Brogdon in. I mean, Connor has has been as good as any reliever we've had. If, if you look over the last, you know, you look at this year and you look at, you know, the end of the last year. And I actually like the matchups. He's been really tough on left-handed hitters. If, if you look at his history, just tonight, it didn't seem like he had great command of his changeup, and he made some mistakes. I just felt like he was going to get him out. I did. I really did. It's Phillies manager Joe Girardi, and to his credit, Connor Brogdon, who has won three games this year, and last night was his first loss, uh, talked about why he couldn't get that changeup in there, and he actually includes a little bit of a personal note. So that's the thing is I actually had great feel for the changeup in the bullpen, and for whatever reason, it just didn't carry over to the mound. I think, you know, I'm not making any excuses, but growing up in Fresno, watching the Giants, I think there was a lot of adrenaline pumping, seeing some of the guys that, you know, I kind of watched, not growing up, but, you know, on TV and stuff. And um, I think just found myself getting rushed. And I think that's why the changeup was kind of floating up and away to a lot of left-handed hitters there. And just got to find a better way to uh, calm myself down and, and execute. It's Connor Brogdon from last night. Phils went out. Afternoon game in progress now. They're up 4-1. But as happened last night, they have uh, seen that lead evaporate now. It's 4-4, top of the seventh. We'll see if they can pull this one out. On the bright side, from last night, Brad Miller, Reese Hoskins, Alec Bohm, all with home runs. And today, Zach Eflin had a good start, pitched for six innings and gave just one run, struck out three. And Mickey Moniak hit his first, I believe it's his first, Major League home run. Number one overall draft pick from a few years ago. So there's a bright spot there. Sixers are home tonight against Phoenix at seven. Two of the best teams in all of basketball. The Sixers are the top seed in the East, and Phoenix is number two at the moment in the West. Phoenix actually has a better record than the Sixers do. Sixers had a, a tough loss the other night, and I uh, was on a Zoom call earlier today with Sixers' uh, Danny Green, and he talked about, uh, especially as they're coming down the home stretch here, how you shake the previous loss and also kind of factor in the fact they're coming down the home stretch and the, the priorities that they have. It's always important to respond. You never want to lose two in a row. 
we have some big games coming up, even bigger games. And obviously, I mean, it's important to keep one seed or have one seed, but it's more important to be healthy. So I think we want to work on getting healthy first, uh, getting guys uh, in order, back in shape, getting George acclimated. Um, hopefully Ben is okay to go. Hopefully, you know, other guys, injuries to bias, we're still getting him healed up. When those who are not playing, you know, make sure they're good. But those who are playing, get them ready um, and knowing and understanding what we need for them in the playoffs because every piece matters. So our young guys and our new guys are getting acclimated and getting some minutes behind the wheel. Tonight, I just want us to play hard, uh, focus on the little things, execute details, and defensively compete and communicate like we always do and play our, our brand of basketball. That's Sixers forward Danny Green on a Zoom call earlier today, and he's a veteran. He's been in the league for a lot of years and seen a lot of basketball. So he knows, well, you want to have that top seed because if the, if the Sixers finish first in the East, that means every round they get to have home court advantage, which would help travel-wise and, and other ways, too. And they play so well at home. You're hoping the Sixers can can pull that off. But even more than that, it doesn't matter where you're playing. He's basically saying if you're not healthy, you'll lose wherever you go. You need to be uh, taking care of yourself first and foremost and then go from there. So uh, also earlier today was on a Zoom call with the Eagles. They have a, a pre big draft coming up next week. And we'll play back some of that and feature some uh, clips, have a nice uh, set of uh, insights gathered today from their head coach and other personnel with the Eagles. So we'll uh, throw that at you tomorrow during our fine broadcast. Victoria's hanging out today. You doing all right today so far? Yes, I am. You got your bottle of water. I'm joining you now. I don't know if you saw this, but I am trying to get a little healthier. Got to stay hydrated at all and times. That's it. Now, have you been a water drinker most of your life? Yes, I have. Bottle around with you? Especially when I played sports growing up, always just a habit. Drink a lot of water. I did not know. So what sports yeah. did you play? I don't think I knew that. I played soccer and ran track and field winter and spring. And uh, I also did field hockey for a little time in junior high because they didn't have soccer in junior high. But I always grew, grew up playing soccer from a little kid till uh, about middle school. So I had a two-year break from that and then played it in high school, ninth through 12th grade. So. That's fun. Yep. And as <laughs> but anyway, all... drinking water's healthy, so I try to keep that habit. It is. I don't know. And, too, if you make it a – uh, the word fun, if, you know – I found when I was in college, I took a plastic squeeze bottle with me and I could just, you know, wherever I went on campus. <laughs> and it's just fun to, if it, if it's, if it seems a little bit fun, it, you, you know, I found myself being able to drink a lot of water that I've been thinking about. Just the notion of they had, you know, a long plastic straw and I'd go to the gym, work out, or just walking on campus and while class is going on, instead of feeling like I must drink this much water today, bottom line is you set yourself up for success, make it easy for yourself. At the end of the day, like, wow, oh, that was good. I didn't even think about it. So that's what I'm hoping to do. Whatever. At least you're not carrying around. I used to see people carrying on the milk, you know, size, the uh, milk gallon size. I thought about water that. Bottles. Guys did that in college a lot. In my classes, they'd bring a whole, before they go to the gym, they'd bring in that whole um, milk gallon yeah. size thing to drink water. It was so funny. But see, that's 128 ounces. Yeah, and I lot. think that's, I actually, it's funny you say that. I thought about that this morning. How can I know that I, I drank, but that'd be a goal for me, 128 ounces. So you're lugging that around, but then you're looking at your goal all day. So that's an upside, but to your point, it's kind of like kind of clunky and kind of whatever. So I don't know. Everyone has their method. Hey. That's it. That's a good point. There are different ways to to make it happen. So anyhow, well, well, we're going to have our first break, and I'm very excited today because we have a very special guest joining us. Mike Naraki is going to be on the program with us for the bulk of our conversation today. He's the co-creator of Veggie Tales, which has had dozens of videos over the years. He's a very good friend of Larry the Cucumber, if you're familiar with the series. 
also had a great series called 321 Penguins. He's a professor at Lipscomb University. Their film and animation program currently. And we've had him on before over the last couple of years in conjunction with a new series he's been doing called The Dead Sea Squirrels. It's geared primarily to ages 8 to 12. And there's also a, an animated series that he's working on. There's a lot happening in the life of Mike Naraki. He's super creative, a humble guy, a godly guy. I like listening to him because I like learning. And we'll get an update on what he's, you know, what's going on with that series. Just so you know, just yesterday, I think it was, we put that on our contest page too. There are new books available in the Dead Sea Squirrels series. There are now eight. Books seven and eight just came out. One's called Merle of Nazareth. The other is called a Dusty Donkey Detour. You can win them both. And there's a grand prize available, too. You can win all eight books. So while we uh, await our conversation with Mike, feel free to go to WFIL.com, contest page, and get yourself entered in that. We'd love to make you a winner. Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for spending some time with us today. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 414, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for listening in today. So excited to have a longtime friend of our uh, station, our program, and all-around good guy, Mike Naraki. Mike, how you doing, man? Tim, so great to talk to you again. Thanks for having me back on. My privilege, for sure. Co-creator of VeggieTales, very good friend of Larry the Cucumber, 321 Penguins, and much more. Uh, and the Dead Sea Squirrels, too. Is there anything this man can't do? <laughs> Plus. Yes, as long as, it, as long as it's, you know, like animated or something. Or, <laughs> yeah, I can't, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too great at ballroom dancing. Little... <laughs> But I heard little known fact that you're the state champion in frisbee throwing in in Tennessee. So, or maybe that maybe <laughs> I did play a little fr- <laughs> I've played a little frisbee golf in my day. Maybe <laughs> have you? I have not tried that. I have friends who do that, but I have not. Oh, it's so much! It's so much fun. I'll think of that a whirl. Well, uh, and I know you can golf. I golfed with you once years ago during that uh, the tournament for uh, PR Ministries, yeah. Michael Guido. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that was so much fun, and um, you know, I do. Uh, I get out. And I have three brothers, and we get together every year for a brothers' golf weekend. And uh, I just—that's about, about the only time I can find to play golf. But I also love that. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely. great. Sibling time is always a great thing. Well, yep, uh, it's great to have you on, and also you're doing the professorship at Lipscomb University, right? The film and animation program that's still going on strong for you. Oh, and yeah, two years. It's my second year full-time teaching. I've been there for I, uh, two years before that was an artist in residence there, uh, but have absolutely been loving it. You know, the, the program's been growing. We've got great students. Um, I share an office with Steve Taylor, so how cool How cool is that? <laughs> so, um, it's just, and then Tom Bancroft, uh, who worked with a number of years, a Disney animator, uh, but he's, he heads up our animation program. So just just, you know, a great, great place to be. So I'm so thankful for that. Well, we are. That's got to be the creativity oozing all over the table, which is a, a blessing, I'm sure. <laughs> all the all the iron, oh, yeah. all the iron sharpening iron, or whatever you want to call it, happening in that room. Oh, too. It, to- it totally, yeah, it totally is. And you know, uh, Brown Bannister is there too, who's a, a, a legendary uh, music producer, and so um, just got a lot of a lot of great things going on at the college right now. So we're super super excited. Well, about and it. one of the latest things we definitely wanted just to have you on for a little bit to talk about, and the contest for this just went up on our website. 
the uh, the latest series, I guess the main thing that's had your attention for quite a while here, the Dead Sea Squirrels book series. We've uh, been giving those books away off and on every six months or so as they've been released. And there are a couple new ones that have come out too. So uh, I'm guessing for those who have not heard about the Dead Sea Squirrels, not, as opposed to scrolls, uh, and you've probably <laughs> had, you probably have your elevator sp- uh, peach, uh, pitch down fairly quickly. You've done it enough times. But if this is the first time someone's heard about the Dead Sea Squirrels, the general concept would be blank. Blank. So uh, a 10-year-old Michael and his best buddy Justin are in Israel for the summer with Michael's dad, who is an archaeologist. And boys are back exploring a cave, kind of against his dad's wishes, who's told him to never uh, go into a cave without an experienced guide. But Michael and Justin are back there. They run across two salt-encrusted, dehydrated squirrels. They have no idea how they got there. Um, and, uh, you know, Justin thinks they're disgusting. Michael's, Michael thinks they're the coolest thing ever. Uh, but Michael sneaks them back home with him to Tennessee in his backpack um, and sets them up on his bedroom dresser overnight with the window open. It rains, and they rehydrate, desalinate, and come back to life. Uh, it's an old Jewish couple, Merle and Pearl Squirrel, who lived in the first century. Uh, but they were eyewitnesses to Jesus's life and ministry um, and bring that, uh, you know, ancient wisdom back with them modern day to speak into the lives of Michael and his friends. Okay. Well done, folks. Just tuning in, Mike Narock. <laughs> and the elevator doors open and we exit. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I forgot my timer, but it was, it was well, well, you know, I didn't, I, I was drawn in. I didn't even think about the time. Uh, <laughs> All right. Mike Narocki, though, our guest, um, so the titles thus far, folks who are uh, uh, may remember these because we've been giving them away over the last year or two. Squirreled away, boy meets yep. squirrels, uh, nut, yep. nutty study buddies, uh, yep. squirrel napped, tremendous trouble, and whirly squirrelies. Those are the first six. That's right. Usually, re- they've all been released as in pairs, right? One, two, then three, four, then five, six. Had that? That's right. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Released in pairs, and then the the latest two that have come out are Merle of Nazareth and a Dusty Donkey Detour. Those are the two that that just released. Okay. And so with the other ones, each of them has a, a, a scripture, or, or yeah, I think. I mean, like I scrolled away was on your father and mother from Ephesians six, and uh, more recently, yeah. I know we did that tremendous trouble, Matthew five seven. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Uh, how about yes. seven and eight? Give us a little feel for what those are about. So what we do, it, it changes up a little bit in seven and eight, because what we do is give anything away to folks who haven't read the first six, but Merle yes. um, and Pearl are squirrel-mapped both and taken back to Israel. Um, there's a, uh, in, the, in the first part of the series, there's a, there's a guy working for an artifact collector who is after the squirrels, and he manages to, to recapture them and take them back to Israel. And what I'm the, the, the books, what they do is they Michael and his buddies then go back to rescue the squirrels, and in doing so, retrace the life and ministry of Jesus. So we start off in Nazareth, uh, you know, for book seven. Uh, book eight, we go to Ein Kerem, uh, which is kind of a modern day. It's the it's a, a suburb of Jerusalem. It's where Elizabeth lived, Mary's relative Elizabeth, where mm. Mary went to visit um, when she was pregnant with John the Baptist. Um, and then the next book after that, they go to Bethlehem. Um, and so so the squirrels sort of, you know, running around Israel kind of allows us to to retrace Jesus' steps, you know, then, then to um, the Jordan River where he was baptized and then up to Galilee for his ministry and then 
you know, for, um, you know, for, for Easter. So, um, so it's a, it's a, I think it's a great opportunity to give, you know, obviously fun and adventure, but we're, we're taking kids through modern day Israel, um, and just exploring the life, the life of Christ. Uh, so, so that's what this next series uh, does. Okay. So the first six and, um, and really, I think like a lot of the veggie tales videos did have a nugget of truth revolving around a verse to distill it down in a way. Would you say then that seven and eight are a little bit less like that by nature or? Oh, no, no. They're, they're very much like that. Each one okay. of them still has, a, has a theme. So, but okay. we're going through, uh, you know, we're going through, yeah, you know, more, more of the, you know, uh, timeline and, and geography of, of Jesus's life. But, um, okay. like on, on, on books, you know, books, uh, book seven, it's, you know, centers around, um, you know, the theme, uh, uh, humanly speaking, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So there's still a, there's still a, um, there's still a, a core of kind of that, that kind of demonstrates the theme. Okay. Okay. And similar for eight, the dusty donkey detour, which is some great alliteration. I may say, if I, <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. And it's not just the beginning with the D, they all have two syllables. It was just like a, wow, I'm enjoying saying this dusty donkey detour. Mike Naraki is our guest uh, on the Tim DeMoss show on WFIL. He's co-creator of the Veggie Tales series, uh, video series, a very good friend of Larry the Cucumber, the three, two, one Penguins video series, which is great as well. Uh, professor at Lipscomb University in their film and animation program, and the Dead Sea Squirrels, the latest endeavor, the book series. And uh, just before asking another question here, uh, parenthetically, is it is it best, as you kind of referred back to those first six books, would it be uh, advisable or very helpful or how important to read one through six versus just jumping on seven and eight? Oh, yeah, no. it's it, They're meant to be read in order just because it's sort of a continuing adventure. Okay. And so uh, to kind of get the whole, the kind of the whole lay of the land. And I wanted to lay it out sort of like, you know, folks see now in, um, you know, in streaming series, you know, where you you have sort of a um, you know, overlaying, uh, you know, kind of a character arc and overlaying, you know, uh, um, just adventure. Um, and, but each, each book itself has as a theme that it explores and, and um, but, but there's a, there's an overall story that you follow. So it's best to read them uh, in order. Okay. And, uh, and, and to your credit, and I love context in general, but to your, your credit, each of these books thus far has had a list, a cast of characters and a summary of things so people get an idea of who, who the players are. So I mean, it's, it's nice yeah. to, you know, to have that as a, a guide. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I was a big, I was a big fan growing up of, you know, Lord of the Rings and Hobbit and, and the Hobbit and, you know, kind of, you know, map books and, and stuff you can reference as you, <clears throat> as you follow the adventure. And, you know, and we do that on this, on the second in particular with modern day Israel. So folks can kind of not only check out the cast of characters, but, um, you know, this is, this is where all these uh, points are. You know, I, I think, you know, when kids go to Sunday school, they hear all these town names and, you know, not necessarily, um, uh, think of it as a, a real place in, a, you know, uh, obviously, you know, once time, you know, 2000 years ago, but this is, you know, Nazareth is still there. Bethlehem is still there. Uh, and so just to kind of see those in a modern context, I think is really helpful. Mike Naraki is our guest. He's co-creator of the VeggieTales video series. Very good friend of Larry the Cucumber. Uh, three, two, one Penguins video series creator and a lot more, including the Dead Sea Squirrels book series. Numbers 7 and 8 just released. You can win them at WFIL.com, the contest page, and perhaps win a grand prize of all eight books in that series. And uh, we're going to keep our conversation with him rolling just a little bit here. Uh, 
Yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking, you know, when you go to that contest page, there's a lot of fun stuff for you to enter and win. We enjoy that, making that possible with the Rewards Club. It's our listener loyalty club. You take a second to join that. It's free. And then you can enter all these different contests. Uh, the Mother's Day contest we have going now, we can win $1,000 uh, with Mother's Day coming up on the 9th of May. There are a couple of CDs we're handing out now. The Phil Joel CD from Newsboys, uh, hip-hop artist KJ52. Many other contests. Just sit down and go boom, boom, boom. I want to enter all these different contests. You could uh, hopefully win one. So, in fact, there's another one. I'm about to play a little promo here for you about it. That Faithful Livestream event. We're actually now giving away tickets and CDs for that, too. Check it all out, WFIL.com. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for tuning in to The Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL.com and on the app, listen to The Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for doing that. It's 428. Going down to 34 tonight. Clear skies. And... I thought we were past this, but apparently not. Sunny tomorrow, cloudy and windy in the afternoon, and a lot like today, a high of 53. May still get a little rain today before we're said and done here. Phillies lost last night 10-7 to San Francisco. They were ahead and uh, unfortunately blew the lead in the late innings. And today, hopefully that won't happen again. They were up 4-1, to and now it's 5-5. So it's kind of happening, but maybe it doesn't have to happen. We'll see how that shakes out. They're uh, heading into the eighth inning for that. Sixers home this evening against Phoenix at seven. Big matchup there. Eagles had a press conference earlier today with their head coach, Nick Sirianni, and several others. And we were uh, able to get some audio from that sitting on that Zoom call. We're going to present some of that to you tomorrow. Some insights into the draft, which comes up next week. It's a very fundamental way of making your team get better. And so uh, there's a lot of speculation and conversation about who the Eagles would draft and all that. And the... uh, the Eagles brass, as it's uh, often referred to, talked about that a bit and the philosophy behind why they're thinking about doing what they're doing. But that's for tomorrow. In the meantime, we're really pleased, if you're just tuning, uh, tuning in, to have Mike Naraki join uh, with us today. He's the co-creator of the VeggieTales video series, very good friend of Larry the Cucumber. The uh, 321 Penguins video series, also a great series that he's uh, created and many other things. He's a professor at Lipscomb University's film and animation program and also author of the Dead Sea Squirrels book series. And if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you maybe have heard those words uttered before because it is a series. Books, uh, it's actually geared primarily to kids ages 8 to 12, but very readable on all levels. And uh, I guess they come out in pairs. So we've had Squirreled Away, Boy Meets Squirrels, uh, Nutty Study Buddies, Squirrel Napped, Tremendous Trouble, Whirly Squirrelies, um, Two new books called Merle of Nazareth and A Dusty Donkey Detour that just released. And uh, I guess, uh, so that's, that's and you can win it, by the way. I don't want to forget, WFIL.com. You can go to to enter not just the newest two, but also a grand prize of all eight. Mike, do you think that um, the series, as, you, as you've experienced it and kind of internet from the beginning when the vision came about to now, is it about what you thought it might be? And do you, do you see a good future in terms of you've got lots of ideas. It just takes a certain amount of time to put them all together. Like the, 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 the storyline has plenty of sandbox to play in yet, or do you have a set mind, you know, kind of a, a full end game where this is, this is going to tell the story as far as I want to take it. Well, I think for the books, you know, the, the books, I, I'd like to wrap it up in 12 books. And I don't really have any plans for any more after that, but, um, 
you know, we're, we're currently working on an animated series yeah. based on the books. Um, and, you know, so the, the itself will we'll touch on all the books, but then I'd love to reset that, um, you know, back into a place where we could do continuing adventures. Um, but actually why, you know, the, the initial impulse to, to do the show or to, to, to go with this concept was in the, you know, in the early days of VeggieTales, we were limited by, um, you know, we were really irreverent with a lot of the stories that we told, but we drew, we drew the line with not ever wanting to show Jesus as a vegetable, uh, you know, just because we thought that'd be going, going too far. And yeah. so I wanted to come up with a kind of a concept that, that, you know, allowed for that, um, you know, the telling of more New Testament stories uh, in, a, in, a, in a modern context. And so that's where the squirrels are now in the books and then in, in the animated series that we're doing. But I do think there's, there's plenty of room for them to down the line in, an, you know, in additional animated shows. Okay. Very good. Folks just tuning in. Mike Naraki has joined us for, for a little while here on the Tim DeMoss show on WFIL co-creator of the veggie tales video series, which had how many videos? I mean, close to four or five dozen over, over all the years. I'm thinking we've probably watched all. Yeah. Of them. Yeah. With, well, so with veggie tales, I found, you know, 50 or so um, releases we did. We would, we would do maybe two or three releases a year with yeah. VeggieTales. In, in the early days, they were half hour, and then they went up to But uh, And then, of course, you know, there was a Netflix, a VeggieTales Netflix series that were, was done, and that was like 152 11-minute episodes. So there was a ton of them done for that. Yeah. And um, we're currently on uh, TBN has a, a streaming service called Yippee, and we've created 26 new half-hour episodes for, for that service. So Wow. So a lot, lot, lot of veggies. I, <laughs> I have to get caught <laughs> up. Honestly, I'm, I've never been a huge television-slash-cable person, and yeah. so I've never – I don't think we've ever had a Netflix subscription or maybe for like a month or three months or something. So yeah. that's good to know because I'd love to revisit that. Uh, I'm at the stage now where our kids are tw- – Tim is 22, our youngest is 10 yeah. – and yeah. for some of them, the other night at the dinner table, we, I don't know what I was doing. I just put on one of the silly songs and that led uh-huh. to me playing off YouTube about 15 of them. And they're all washing the dishes, <laughs> sing at their top because they remember them from years past. Maybe haven't yeah. watched them for, for a few years, but five years or 10 years even, but they remember all of them. And uh, from all the different videos, it's so much fun to see and need to see how the power of song also can really, you know, drive oh, the truth man. home. Yeah, no, I, 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 you know, that's, it is so powerful. And I, and I love, um, you know, sort of the business model with VeggieTales was obviously direct to DVD and, but that business has changed so much, you know, not a lot of people buy DVDs anymore. And so, um, you know, that's, it's kind of has all moved over to, to streaming. And, um, you know, that's kind of where yeah, that's, that's the, you know, the, the business model for, for veggies and now for squirrels as well. Yeah, so so just a little bit more on the Dead Sea Squirrels animated series. Just to paint a picture where that's headed in terms of timeline and if folks want to keep up on it and understand it and support it even or, you know, be involved, oh, spread the word. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a website, deadseasquirrels.com, and then we're also on socials, at, you know, Instagram, Facebook. Um, so uh, folks can go on and, and get more information about that. Our pilot is nearly complete. Um, we're uh, posting, we're doing audio post right now on it. Uh, animation is done. We've raised um, uh, money for the next five years after that, which will cover the first six books, the pilot plus five additional books. Um, and then uh, we're currently talking to, you know, other interested parties and in funding, um, you know, seven more shows after that, you know, to, to do a, a full 13 episode series of, of the Dead Sea Squirrels. And then from there, we 
to um, you know streaming service, and then so we're gonna we're gonna start shopping that um, soon. Uh, so uh, uh, shopping the. Oh, you dropped out there for a second. Uh, it's okay, right? I got that. Just but but and then just uh, and then and is that the hope would be realistically knowing how much work goes into it, doing an animated uh, series like to do a thirteen episode set. Is that how much work goes into that? I'm sure as you grow, even you know, maybe that change the timeline changes. But you know how yeah. how how much work goes into putting a thirteen set you know, together? Yeah, no, it's it's quite a lot of work. I mean, animation is expensive, um, so that's that's easily two to three years of work uh, to to be able to do something like that. You know, with the VeggieTales episodes, VeggieTales almost more like miniature movies. I mean, they were longer, they were nearly an hour. Um, and then, you know, we put a lot of time into developing those, uh, you know, uh, with something like squirrels, they're, 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 uh, a little bit more like TV. It's, it's not computer generated animation. It's hmm. animation. Um, and there are 22 minute long episodes. So, um, you know, we're, we're looking at trying to finish about, you know, five, five or so of those a year. Okay. Uh, you know, that'd be a good pace to go on. So, um, okay. but you know, it's the type of thing that we'd love to release all at once, um, you know, as, as a full series, uh, rather than pull them out. So take a, take a couple of years to get them all built up and ready to go. For folks also, you mentioned just the funding and all that. Uh, I, I think it's interesting. Your, your office mate, Steve Taylor, I remember interviewing him a number of years ago when he was working on a second chance movie with Michael W. Smith, uh, and a yeah. number of others. And I remember him saying, I can't remember if it was on or off mic, but it was still very just honest. He's just like, Tim, it takes a lot of money to make a, even a bad movie, which he wasn't referring to his own work. But just the idea of yeah. compared to putting an album out, which he had done, folks know Steve Taylor from all the music he's done and been associated right. with, the, the, all the variables involved with filming and weather and everything else, just vastly yeah. different than having to. So similarly, I mean, putting a production together like you're describing, I'm sure takes a, a lot of resources to all the players yeah. involved, right? Oh, it, it really does. You know, um, you know, there are, you know, uh, concept artists, animators, audio uh, uh, technicians, you know, musicians, uh, voiceover actors, you know, so there's a lot of people involved that, that go into making up a show. You know, productions are divided into pre-production, uh, production and post-production. Um, so, and, and, and it really takes months, you know, to go through all those phases. So, uh, you know, if you ever watch a, a credits on an animated film, they just go on for days. <laughs> it <laughs> right. takes a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people, um, pouring in a lot of, a lot of time and, and energy. And it's true. I mean, you know, one of the things I love about animation more, more so than live action, you don't normally see a really bad animated film. Most animated films are decent, um, because. Uh, by the time, by the time you figured out your story, you, you never you never start animating in animation before you figure out your story and figure out that it's working because uh, it's uh, there's so much you do in pre-production to kind of fix your story, making sure you know, your story flow is going well, your themes are coming through. You can always go back and change that. Uh, how that's different from from action is you know you with live action you you, you go out you shoot the script you get done with your shooting and then you come back and edit it. And then if you, if you find out at that point that you, that your story stinks, it's really hard to, <laughs> hard to fix. <laughs> so, um, so there are, so that's, that's why, you know, uh, animation I think has the upper hand on and actually you know, telling decent stories. That's neat. That's really neat. Uh, my son, Tim, on a side note, graduated um, from West Palm beach, uh, Palm beach Atlantic um, last year and with a degree uh -huh. in film 
And he, uh-huh. he just, but because of everything, their senior projects never got finished. And so he decided, I want to finish my project. So it's a 10 minute, 11 minute project called Slow Mo, M-O-E. And it's about, uh-huh. it's about a kid who gets bitten by a radioactive sloth. And his superpower now becomes everything he does. It's the most useless superpower it's called because everything he does when he's competing in sports or something, he's, his whole world slows down to a total halt. So when he's swinging a bat, his bat's just, uh-huh. he's already struck out and the bat's still off his, on his shoulder, moving forward. And <laughs> so had, had some fun with that. And he, they actually rented a theater out. And uh, last what week. A, what a, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You cut out on me there real quick. No, I just said they, the school rented and they do this. They rent out a theater for the seniors to show their projects. And so last oh, Friday nice. they, they yeah. showed it. Um, Paul Bird, who's been on our program a long time. He's a, a Fox Sports South, does the Braves games. He's a longtime friend, used to pitch for the Phillies. And he did the. The announcer scene when the kids playing little league ball over the so you can hear Paul's voice announcing the the, uh, the batter's up and don't forget next week is dollar dog days and but all this <laughs> I'm just saying that because all that said for my son's 11 minute film there are about 60 names of people who were involved including the zoo <laughs> that let them come in and film a sloth and they did, without a mask being in it they said so the kid puts on a big sloth head like he's a chipmunk or something. And that was served as the mask. So it didn't look like, oh, that was filmed during coronavirus time. Anyway, so for my son's 11 minutes uh, project, you know, there were 60 names on the list. I can only imagine all the stuff and all the people you have to keep in touch with and keep up with. And oh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it just it just yeah, it just adds up. Not, you know, not to mention, you know, the, the coronavirus protocols. You know, I I was, uh, you know, in, in live action, it's like I heard some sort of uh, figure that it, it, it's added 30 percent uh, to the budget, you know, to be able to shoot a film um, and, and follow, uh, you know, coronavirus, uh, you know, protocol. So wow. it's just it's been a crazy it's been a crazy last year. Yeah. Mike Naraki with us. He's co-creator of the VeggieTales series. Very good friend of Lair, the Cucumber, the 321 Penguins video series. The newest is the Dead Sea Squirrels book series. We're giving away the brand new ones, books seven and eight, Merle of Nazareth and a Dusty Donkey Detour and a grand prize of all eight books in the series. That contest uh, just went up. You can find it more about that and get entered at WFIL.com on the contest page. Brief break. We'll wrap up our conversation with Mike Naraki in just a moment or two. And I think we'll have just enough time for maybe a little giveaway at the end of the program. Hang on. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 445 on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thank you for tuning in. You're welcome to grab podcasts of our program. We generally pretty current sometimes a show or two or three behind but you know there's hundreds of them there newest to oldest so feel free to scroll back in time you can also subscribe wherever you get your podcast we welcome you to do that and just type in tim demoss show uh, also we appreciate your prayers and feel free to tell a friend about the program too mike naraki co-creator of veggie tales very good friend of larry the cucumber and also creator of the 321 Penguins video series and many other endeavors. Very cool. Professor at Lipscomb University's film and animation program uh, and the author of the Dead Sea Squirrels book series. Mike has joined us actually a couple of times the last couple of years when new installments have been released. It's a series geared primarily at kids ages 8 to 12. 
Uh, and there are two new books that just came out uh, last week or two called Merle of Nazareth and a Dusty Donkey Detour, books seven and eight in the series. You could win those, and you could potentially win the grand prize of all eight books in the series. So we're talking about that today, but also talking about something further down the horizon. It's pretty excited, uh, exciting, an animated version of the Dead Sea Squirrels. Um, so, I, and you, you've kind of hinted at this, Mike, during our chat about the uh, the creativity and those who are assembled to help bring the animated series uh, around. So I just, before I wrap up, I want to let folks have a reason to be excited to look forward to that animated series. What's some of the creative talent that's going to be associated with it? Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, so we are, uh, you mentioned I worked at Lips, I work at Lipscomb University. Uh, Tom Bancroft is our animation supervisor. Tom is, um, you know, just a, a legend in animation. He, uh, you know, is a Disney animator, a- animated on, you know, Young Simba for The Lion King, uh, uh, Mushu in, in Mulan, um, just a, an amazing uh, animator and artist. So he's doing animation supervision for us. Uh, Steve Taylor is uh, producing the show. Um, and Steve is just uh, a tremendous creative as well. Um, and we're, we're producing it out of the school. So we're using students to animate about three to four minutes of every episode. And the rest, we're, we're uh, working with a studio in New Zealand called Muck Putty to do the rest of the animation. So it's just a, it's a great team. Um, and everybody's really fired up about the show. It's super fun to work on. And, uh, you know, we're just, we're really excited about it. You know, we showed it to, uh, we've had a couple of sneak peeks. And in fact, if folks go to the website, deadseasquirrels.com, you can get a sneak peek at some of the animation. Um, but it's just really, uh, it, it's just a joy to work on. And I, I can't be more thrilled to, you know, to be working on another show that, that really encapsulates biblical values that, uh, you know, reminds kids, again, that God made them special and he loves them very much. Yeah. And speaking of which, you know, I'm just thinking, are, are there any anticipated challenge? Like I know with VeggieTales, you had to figure out, well, the characters don't have hands. Have you had any, any any similar situations yet with the the Dead Sea Squirrels in terms of your with animation? The, with, you know, not the same sort of thing. You know, because this is a different animation style, so it's traditional. So we don't have to deal with some of the issues that we had with um, with uh, with CGI with computer animation. It's so interesting because there are some things that are super easy to do in computer, uh, but really hard to do in, in traditional, and, and vice versa. Hmm. Like for instance, if you want to have a if you want to have a rope like throw a rope, you know, in traditional animation, it's super easy. You know, you just draw the rope and, you know, it throws and there's slack on the rope and then it falls down. And, um, but in computer animation, we'd always have to avoid ropes because they're just really the geometry of ropes was just really <laughs> difficult to deal with. So things, things you don't, you know, you wouldn't necessarily know unless you've been there before. Um, but so we're working in a different style, but you know, our characters all have limbs, which is amazing. They can pick things up. It's uh, it's, it's new territory for me. <laughs> <laughs> Very freeing. <laughs> That's right. Next That's time right. we watch our VeggieTales uh, series recap, we'll have like a, a retro weekend and we'll say, I don't see any ropes. I wonder why. I'll say, I <laughs> exactly. know why. That's exactly why. <laughs> exactly why. <laughs> and if you see them, you know that it was an expensive scene. We had some in the Pirates who don't do anything. They were tied up in Jonah. They were tied up in ropes. But, uh, you know, we had, to, we had to spend extra money on those. That's funny. And Little Joe, would there have been some in Little Joe, the Western ones you had? There might sure. have been. might have been a lasso. You know, I, I think if you have like a rigid rope, like if you're throwing a ras- lasso and it's all, you know, kind of rigid. But as soon as you get slack going on a rope, that's when it gets expensive. <laughs> Will <laughs> so, you be consulted? So, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You can finish your thought. 
Oh, I was going to say, you know, but, but you know, uh, although for sure, as technology advances, you know, there might be some sort of a rope plug-in now that's available. That I, really so. I really hope so. I really hope so. Will yeah, you be consulting yeah. Larry the Cucumber at all for the new series? I mean, he's experienced a lot in the VeggieTales world, I would think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go to Larry. He's uh, he'll, he'll coach Merle. He'll coach Merle, squir- Merle the Squirrel online delivery for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing Larry's more than willing to lend his opinion. Just knowing him. <laughs> he is. He is. In fact, there is a there is a Larry. There's a Bob, Larry, and Mary squirrel in the book series. So um, uh, they come up in, in I think book three or four. Uh, so uh, so we have a little nod to uh, to VeggieTales in, in, in the series as well. That's great, Mike. It's it's really great hearing your voice and hearing that the latest uh, creativity happening. And you mentioned one other thing. Just I hadn't I, I jotted a note down. You do a podcast too. Just talking about teaching values. Are you still doing yeah. a, a Bible for Kids podcast? Yeah, Bible for Kids podcast. I my I, I do that with a fellow uh, children's author, Amy Parker, and Amy's uh, amazing. And we um, we we interview folks who are all about bringing biblical values to kids, whether it's in you know fellow authors or musicians or actors, um, anybody who's in that space of of bringing biblical values to children. So we'll, we'll have them on talking about their latest project, what they're doing, kind of the heart behind why they're doing it. Um, so. We do. Uh, it's, we we release an episode every week, um, and uh, that's that'd be great for folks to check out if they want to do that. It's just called the Bible for Kids. Okay, very good. I, I, yeah, and it's every week. So that, I know people sometimes will see on Facebook. They say, "Anybody got any good podcast suggestions?" So it's always good to yeah, you know, file those things oh, away. Man. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we, we uh, you know just interview a, a wide variety of, of folks. So uh, yeah, just you can go on there, and we're on you know any any anywhere you can find. Podcast, but we're on the, the Christian Parenting Podcast Network. Uh, but you can find it on you know Apple Apple Podcasts or wherever. Um, just just look up that name. Mike, I just want to encourage you. You know, think the uh, Lord's allowed you to to live a long life thus far and continue to use your talents for Him. And uh, you know, I'm I'm sure you enjoy your work, but it's going to be neat one day. You know, you get to heaven and you see some of the fruit. Uh, you know, whatever, however God chooses to use it. And I'm sure you get positive feedback and and, and encouragement along the way now, but. Keep, keep, yeah. I just want to encourage you, keep keep it up. It, you know, you're helping, obviously, uh, by God's grace, raise families and 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 uh, preserve the culture, speaking of the squirrels and salt. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah. thank you for investing. I guess I just want to say thank you for investing your life in the kingdom and and loving uh, loving the Lord because it's it's blessing a lot of people. So, Oh, Tim, thank you so much, man. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate your ministry and your You've just been such a great support over the years and uh, just a great friend. And so uh, I really appreciate you and and thank you for all you do. Absolutely. Anytime. Looking forward to as the date draws closer for the animated series to let folks know about that. And in the meantime, we're excited to let people know about the brand new books, uh, Merle of Nazareth and a Dusty Donkey Detour, the uh, two latest in the the Dead Sea Squirrels book series. You can win that at WFIL.com and uh, even win a grand prize of all eight books in a set. Mike Naraki, thank you, my friend. Enjoy the rest of I think I heard the bell ring for, for class, so I'll let you get going. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm off. All right, Tim. Great talking to you, man. God bless. You too. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, many other wonderful projects, including the Dead Sea Squirrels book series, Enter to Win, the latest two books at WFIL.com. Speaking of win, we have just enough time. You want to give a quick call, 800-560-WFIL, to win a gift card to Rita's. gift cards, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Chankintown. Enough to take a friend out and get a water ice. Or if you're just really hungry, you can 
I guess get a couple water ices for yourself. Piggy, but that's okay, I guess. Anyhow, 800-569-345. Right now, take a random call to win one with WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 457 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Hi, Fies. Uh, John in Wrightstown, New Jersey, just called in, picked up a Rita's gift card, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown, which sponsors our fine broadcast. Way to go, John. We'll get that in the mail to you tomorrow. Tune in each day, and you know, we don't give you prizes every day, but sometimes we do a bunch of them. Sometimes we do one. Sometimes take a day or two off and whatever. But the case is we like to give prizes away as much as we can on the show as well as on our site. Uh, you just heard Dr. Youssef, that little uh, feature about Dr. Youssef, uh, leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef coming up at 530 tonight. It's our Ministry of the Month for April. We're giving away his new book called Hope for This Present Crisis. There's a second book that's up for grabs, too. So check that out right on our homepage. Click the Ministry of the Month banner and you can get entered. Many other events and other things you can be a part of, including the Faithful live stream event you were hearing about there a moment ago. Our partner, Compassion Live, is uh, helping out that to May 1st. The Saturday features Amy Grant, Ginny Owens, Rachel Lamp, and many more. So lots going on. I encourage you, when you get a chance, swing by WFIL.com. Not just the contest page, but uh, surf around. Have some fun and find out what's going on. as another dimension you can experience with the radio station. Of course, you can download the app from there, too. Thanks for listening in. Have a wonderful night. Looking forward to doing it again tomorrow. WFIL. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.